welcome to the Good Talk Podcast, where we remind you of the joy of life, the love of God, and the possibilities that lie ahead. That was dramatic. Episode 46, <laughs> Coping with Change, Part 2. Yeah, we got so much good feedback from Part 1. And it, I mean, I guess it's obviously something we all deal with, so. Yeah, change. Part 2. Yeah, I wanted to, we talked, uh, well, I'll get there in just a second, but we, we talked about those four stages of grief. Yeah. But we just like hit like listed them yeah i want to do a little deeper dive into those because i think it'll be really helpful for people who might feel uh, trying to find out where they are in the process of change Hmm. okay so we'll get into that yay another amazing thing we're really excited about is we talked we kind of talked about it last week a little bit getter yes yeah goal getter Ah, i'm so excited so we've been working on this course so uh, over a year ago i had an idea of launching something called dream year Mm mm-hmm and uh, ended up filling up a group of 15. We opened up a second group of 15. Uh, the past year, I took those two groups through what we call Dream Year, uh, chasing after their biggest dreams and goals. Uh, had an absolute blast. Saw some incredible results. Yeah. Saw some really cool relationships formed. Mm-hmm. And um, really took the best of everything that I learned over the course of that year, mm-hmm. doing a deep dive with those two groups. And boiled it down into a much shorter course called Goal Getter mm-hmm. that I, I think has the best of everything, again, from the past year. So I am super excited to officially launch Goal Getter. Yep. It's kind of a soft launch right now. Yep. Uh, really only telling you guys uh, about it here on the podcast. But... Um, yeah. And you've worked your tail off on it too, because <laughs> it's a video-driven <laughs> course. So I teach, essentially, it's six sessions. Um and then two bonus sessions. And two bonus so sessions. So technically eight, yeah. All about, again, chasing after your most important goals and dreams. And I just love this. I love, there's, there are very few things I love as much as coming along somebody mm-hmm. who has an idea, a dream, a goal, something they want to do with their life, mm-hmm. and, and, coming alongside them and helping them map out a like journey practically practically mm-hmm. for how to get there. I, I love doing that. And I yeah. get to do that some w- with one-on-one coaching, but I have very, very limited number of slots to do that. Mm-hmm. This allows this information and this process to be available to anybody. Yeah. And it can be consumed quicker, right? Yes. Like not everybody has a year to give. Um, so I'm really excited. It can be, we have a couple options, actually we have three, but the two bigger ones are your self-guided option, which mm-hmm. you can go through. Say you want to just crank through it. You can do that really easily. Um, and then I, I would say our, the courses um, aren't super long, but what takes longer is the exercises and like you yeah. doing the work. There's um, lots of exercises and worksheets mm-hmm. with each session. Because again, we want it to be super practical. So right. we're walking you through, setting you up to you know have your best chance mm-hmm. at meeting that goal or dream. Yep. So there's self guided option, and there's the group coaching option, which is similar to what Pete did with those that group of people this past year, 2021. Um, so you can sign up to be part of like a group coaching call, which is super fun. That's when you get like the network of people and yeah. really kind of get to um, engage other people who are kind of on a journey. So you could be like, I want to lose 10 pounds, or I want to take my business to the next level, or I want to write a book. Like you had so many different people that kind of came in with different dreams. And what I love about this content is it doesn't matter what the dream is. This content is a yeah. So yeah. Um, I really, I'm excited. This has been really cool to watch you kind of develop this. And I was kind of at first like, how can you develop content that applies to everybody? And you did an incredible job and it's so practical. It's the kind of stuff I need. I need very tangible, practical steps for something that feels out of reach. So yeah. I think yeah. it's really exciting. So if you're interested in it, um, you can go to thegoalgettercourse.com. 
Um, that is the goal getter, G O A L goalgettercourse.com. And you can see kind of more information, what the sessions look like. Um, and then you can, you know, look at your options for purchasing and all of that. Woohoo. Woohoo. Goal I'm excited. Getter. I think it'll be really helpful to some people yeah. I, where it's, it's that time of year. I love this time of year. Cause we start thinking about and dreaming about mm-hmm. like what we want to see happen in 2022. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be great. Yay. Good stuff. Yeah. I'm excited. And it's Christmas time. Woohoo. We have been cranking out some Christmas movies. <laughs> we have. We disagree most times about what we want to watch. We do. We do. He okay, so we're sitting on the couch last night and I wanted to watch like a Christmas carol, which is a very classic movie. Um and he's like, No, no, no. I want to watch a Hallmark movie. What? Well, you're going to sell me out. I'm going to lose my man card. Yeah, you are. Well, because we only had like an hour. And it, I didn't want to get... But that's when you put on a classic because you already know the storyline. Hallmark, well, I guess you know the storyline of Hallmark too. Trust me. I know the storyline of every... <laughs> and I just wanted something feel good. I know. And I love Hallmark movies. I like Hallmark the most between November and December 1 when I'm really not supposed to be watching Christmas movies, yeah. but it's on. Mm-hmm. It feels like a treat. Once I'm in Christmas, like December 10th, I'm ready for like my classics. Give me my oh, hardcore gotcha. classics. What's your favorite Christmas movie? That's that's hard. I, I have a favorite like five maybe. Give like me, give me two and give me like you can put them Elf in category. And Christmas Vacation. Oh, that was okay. Mine was definitely Christmas Vacation. That by far was my favorite. I'll tell you one that has really come on stronger and stronger for me over time is Christmas with the Cranks. I know that's a good one. It, or uh, I would say even even maybe five years ago, it wasn't one I really, you know, maybe once a year, but I, I've already probably watched it two or three times this year. Yeah. No, I like that one. I like Four Christmases. It's oh so funny. Gosh. Obviously, I'm like gearing towards the humor side of Christmas movies. Yeah. yeah. Polar Express is like my, that's like the... the Polar Express and Grinch would probably also round yes. out my top five. Those are like the Christmas Eve classics. You have to watch them. Yeah. Feel good. Oh. Let's watch it right now. But I just had an hour, and I just wanted to chill with some some Hallmark. He did, and we did. You're welcome. That's, it was terrible too. <laughs> it was so bad. It's always the same story. It's like the girl who her boyfriend broke up with her, and she wants to open up a Christmas tree lot, and the big city lawyer is going to come in, and he's going to take it, it down, is, and then this good old homeboy that she dated back in high school comes in yeah. and saves the day. Well, it's it's we've talked about this before, but what's also confusing is there's really only about six <laughs> actors. I know. And, and the same stars. And I think they do three or four a year. And so I walk by and I see a particular actor. I'm like, oh, I've seen that one. And then you listen for it. They're like, oh, actually, I haven't. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so, I love it. I'm not hating. I, I have a, a glass. I would be in one. I'd be in one. <sighs> Absolutely. If, if somebody reached, if there's anyone from Hallmark Oh, my gosh. I'll, I'll do live With your too. acting skills? I would be in one. I would give it a shot. Now, I don't want a starring role. I just want to be like running the tree lot, something like that, something that feels kind of natural. You would be so over the top. They'd be like, hey, Pete, please dial it down. <laughs> Welcome to my tree lot. If there, no, seriously, I, I want I want in. So if anybody's oh listening, gosh, please get don't, me in. Please don't. Don't do it. I'll even be an extra. You can I'm probably sure they that. shoot some of those in Nashville. We've I know seen they it. Do. They yeah. set, shot one down the road the other day. Anyway. I got yeah. a chance. I've got a chance. No, you don't. Okay. You want to talk about something actually important? Oh, let's talk about change. <laughs> change. Coping with change, part yeah. two. Things I hate the most. Change. Yeah. So we talked, obviously, in the last podcast about change. And, you know, while many of us, yeah, probably most of us, don't like change, we're not, like, eager for, ooh, mm-hmm. I want some change. 
uh, it's a necessary part of life. You know, when nothing new can get in, we said that's that's death. When oxygen can't find a way in, you die, right? So at the same time, though, new is scary, and it can be disappointing, and sometimes it can be confusing. Um, you know, we had this all figured out, and now we don't. Mm-hmm. And so we said change almost always leads to one of two responses. There's the dig in and close down. So energetically, what that feels like is it's this desperate reaching back for the way things were. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy. I'm not going to be content unless things go back to the, exactly the way they were. It's like a decision. Yeah. Yep. You just shut down, right? Then there's also another response, which is more of an opening up, right? It's the assumption that there's something new here, and we'll find our way into this newness. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're open to that, that maybe we needed this new, that even though the newness might be scary, it might be confusing, ultimately, new is life. Mm -hmm. And so there's those two responses. But my experience has been that most people bounce back and forth between those two Mm -hmm. responses. You know, it's not that some people are just always closed down to change, all change, and then some people are just open to all change. Usually there's there's the numerous, those four stages we talked about that everybody kind of goes through and you kind of bounce around. It's not a linear progression. Uh, There's a lot of different factors that impact how we react to change. One of the biggest being whether or not we initiated the change. Mm Um, even if you're the one who initiated the change or you wanted the change, it doesn't mean that there aren't lots of mixed emotions that come along with that change. Um, and then there's certain changes that happen to you where you feel like you have no control. And those are obviously more difficult yeah, to, to work through. But let's just dive into these four stages of grief. And if you don't get anything else out of this, for those of you who feel like you're in the middle of some kind of confusing change, I hope you'll be able to identify where you fall. Mm-hmm. And the progression of these four stages, and that it creates a little normalcy for you where you're like, oh, it's like a path. Oh, okay, right. That's where I'm at now. I don't have to stay there forever. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe what's coming next. I think that's super helpful. Anytime you're in you're in any kind of a grieving state, it feels hopeless or yeah. it feels like there's yeah. not a light. So I feel like if you have kind of that understanding of, okay, I'm just here, but this isn't forever, and mm-hmm. here's what's coming. And not only here's what's coming, but you can almost prepare for what's coming when you know yeah. that that's the option. Yep, for sure. So stage one is uh, shock and disorientation, right? When the change first happens, especially if it's sudden, if it's a big change, it can literally feel like a physical mm-hmm. blow. Mm-hmm. And this might be a divorce. This might be a death of a loved one. This could be an economic crisis. This could be a health issue. Mm-hmm. This could mean you, you got fired. It could also mean something positive, like you had a baby. We talked mm-hmm. about that last week. Mm-hmm. And and we talked about how it's turned our world upside down. It's something we wanted, we hoped for, we prayed for, and it happened. But man. Whiplash. Yeah. It kind of, you know, impacted, you know, a lot of different things. So mm-hmm. what, what's interesting about this first phase, this shock and disorientation that I think most people aren't prepared for is whatever that initial change is, change also uh, often works like a domino effect. Mm-hmm. So there is a single change, but it's rarely isolated to just that change. There's this domino effect in your life. So let's say you go through a divorce. The biggest change is now you're not married, mm-hmm. right? Your spouse that you were with is no longer present in your life. Mm-hmm. But that change is not isolated to just that change. Right. There's a domino effect. What's likely going to happen, and it happens a lot in divorces, is then you end up losing a lot of other relationships that maybe you've cultivated for years. Mm-hmm. I know people whose parents 
disown them or dis, you know, disengage with them mm-hmm. because they went through a divorce mm-hmm. or the religious institution that they were attending mm-hmm. or a part of community falls apart mm-hmm. for them. So there's a domino effect that often happens in change. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that disorientation and confusion of, oh, I thought I just lost my job. Oh, now I feel like I've lost my identity. Now, see. Which is why it feels like everything's falling apart. Yes. Not just the yep. relationship or not just the job or the baby or the, it feels like everything around you. Yep. Yeah, it's it's not like if you get fired, it's not that you just have change in your economic situation. You also might have change in, you know, again, you're going to lose relationships that you had at work. Mm-hmm. You, you lose your confidence. You lose, yes. like, yes. you know, you, there's just so much that with all of it that boils down. Yep. So what I would say, if you're in this stage, one of the most important things you could do, a first priority, is seek reliable information that helps you make sense of the situation. Because it feels like it's all spinning out of control. And so what I would say is about everything that you start to think in this stage, you should ask two questions. The first question is, is this true? And then the second question is almost just like it is, is this absolutely true? When you're, when you're talking about like, when you're making statements about your reality, is that yes. what you mean? Yeah. Yes, and about your life. So let, let's say you're going through the change of a divorce. That's just an easy one for you and I to talk about. You might in that moment say things like, I will never meet somebody again. I'm going to be alone the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I'd follow that up with, is that true? And then uh, is that absolutely true? Mm-hmm. To which you would have to say, no, I don't know that to be. A- it feels like that right now, but I don't think that's probably absolutely true. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you were saying that to me, I would point to the statistical evidence, which says it is highly likely that you're going to not only meet somebody again, but get remarried again. Yeah. And it's it's interesting, like on the other side of that coin, again, I'm, I'm just spinning off this scenario because it's relevant to us. Divorce is not the specific scenario, but maybe you're the person who didn't want the divorce. And so the the truth you would say is, I hate that person. It's all this person's fault, you know, and then, but if you can have the ability in that moment to say, is this true? Is it is it really all that person's fault? Yeah. No, but but if you're but if you're able to ask that question, I feel like the health immediately rises and your your likeliness to live in resentment goes down. Yeah, because didn't you say last week that is it is it this stage that when people sit and boil? No, on this, a, that's the next stage. The next stage resentment. where they just like yeah. live in their resentment. But yeah, I feel like if even when you're on the state in on the side of the change where you're like fighting it and you didn't want the change because you felt like something was done to you, I feel like those two questions like just enlighten yeah. so is much it growth true? is it absolutely true yeah. i'll give you another great example of the change that we talked about last week of having a baby you know there were some some difficult days where we we're exhausted and you start thinking things like i'm never going to have a life again mm-hmm. i'm never going to actually get dressed and leave the house mm-hmm. and go on a date with my wife again mm-hmm. you have to it's shock and disorientation right and you're just yeah. kind of grasping for what's real what's true and following that up, is it true? Is it absolutely true? You know, for me, it's like, no, it's not absolutely true that you're never going to leave your house again and go on a date with your wife. This is a season, you know, so yeah, I, th- I that's think good. that's helpful. Yeah. All right. I got to keep going. Stage two, uh, anger and other emotional responses. All right. Now, what will happen is the initial disorientation and confusion will usually quite quickly give away to a strong wave of emotions. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about blaming a second ago. This is where the blame usually kicks yeah. in, right? This is where, you know, it, it was the boss's fault. In fact, I've, I was thinking about this this morning when I was working, uh, scratching out some notes on this. Over the years, I have 
been in the unfortunate position of having to let people go from mm-hmm. a job. Mm-hmm. And it's so painful, right? And, and you can see these stages in it. Like the initial when you look somebody in the eyes and say, I'm so sorry, I've got to let you go. It's usually not anger. It's usually like, what? It's, it's a shock and disorientation. But but they're, but they're almost numb in that moment. Mm-hmm. Rarely are they angry. Rarely are they upset. They receive they the really, news. Yeah. They walk out the door, right? Maybe we cry together, whatever. Uh, 24 hours, 48 hours later, if I have a follow-up meeting with them, it's usually quite different. They're mad. They're, mad. Mm-hmm. they're angry, right? This is your fault. Why didn't you you know, help me see this was coming. Mm-hmm. Right? Or they're blaming another team member. Right, like, this right. wasn't my fault. This was their fault that they did this. Mm-hmm. Right? And and so that that's a normal pro- progression, right? And, and you, some of it might be true. Like, there may be some absolutely. truth in that. Yeah. Yep. And, and what I've seen is if you don't blame your boss or you don't blame your spouse or you don't blame somebody else, you don't blame the president for whatever the changes that's happening in your life, you'll probably turn that anger on yourself. Mm-hmm. This is especially true when you've initiated the change. Like, I remember when I resigned from uh, my job of uh, being a pastor at Crosspoint, a church that I started. I was there, I don't know, like 15 years. I initiated that change. I knew I needed to leave. I knew the timing was right. I wasn't in a healthy spot to lead that church. But I remember sitting at my new job a couple months later and being so angry at myself, being, Pete, you're such an idiot. Why'd you do that? Like that mm-hmm. that was your dream job. That was, mm-hmm. again, it, it wasn't really reality. I was in this stage of anger and other emotional responses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I just say it's quite natural. It's a normal step in the progression of coming to term with change how long are you going to be there how long is it healthy to be there that's going to change for every person depending on the situation absolutely okay stage Stage three three. coming in terms with your new normal Mm -hmm. so during this stage you're going to focus hopefully begins to shift away from what you lost to now you're looking at what's new and this process can be slow, and it usually kind of happens over time, but all of a sudden you find yourself thinking more about what's ahead instead of looking back at what you've lost or mm-hmm. what's changed. You start to explore more deeply what this change means, uh, what new growth can happen that couldn't happen before the change, what new relationships are forming that couldn't form before the change. So you got to be patient. Come to terms with that. My warning for you in this stage, if this is where you're at, it's vital that you avoid pretending that everything is okay. Mm-hmm. Right? So if it's not, you know, um, if it's not okay, you have to be honest about that. And you might regress back to mm-hmm. stage two, mm-hmm. but regress back to stage two and deal with what you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to find yourself repeating stage two over and over and over and over if you're trying to, you know, fake it till you make it. That's where baggage comes from. Big time. <laughs> That's baggage. That's like, I never actually healed from this and I pretended I did. And then it carries through so much in your yeah. future. That's what, you know, you hear people talk about triggers like, mm-hmm. oh, that person triggered me. That job triggered me. That movie triggered me. It's because they, they, they never really progressed out of stage mm-hmm. two. They went into stage three, but they were faking it the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So, I would say the transition between stage two and three is the hardest of all these. By far. Yeah. By far. And it, you, again, in most situations, there's a pretty natural progression from stage two to three. But there can be things and there can be stuff from your past that hasn't been dealt mm-hmm. with that keeps you stuck there. So yeah. you just got to be sensitive to that. So stage four is the acceptance and the moving forward. Right. This is a stage when you come to fully accept that, you know, this this change of your circumstance 
This is it's mm-hmm. reality. This mm-hmm. is the way it's going to be. And you're starting to look at, uh, you know, the the positive things, right? And you you just accept that. It doesn't mean that you give up entirely on your former situation. Hopefully, you have some valuable memories. You have some skills. You have some relationships that you carry forward. But the, the point, to compassion. Yes. Yeah. But the point here is, you're moving on. Whether it's in your career or whether it's in your wider life, you're moving on. Uh, and those are kind of those four stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It is. It is. And so I want to wrap up talking about change by kind of addressing two things. The first I would say to you is if you're listening to this and it's like super clear to you that you're stuck in stage two, um, I would say get some help, Mm -hmm. right? Get some help. Raise the white flag and just say, I I need some help. And whether that's a coach, whether that's a a therapist, whether that's your spiritual director, whatever. Um, because if not, that resentment can really sink, sink in mm-hmm. and, and take root. And we've talked about this before, but bitterness and resentment are never isolated to the source of the bitterness and resentment. They're going to spread far and wide and impact every relationship you have. And so mm-hmm. stage two is normal, but if you get stuck there and you're feeling it over and over again, instead of the feeling coming and then fading, resentful people are always holding on to things that hurt them. It's like we talked about last week, you're holding on to that burning piece of wood. Yeah. And and in my experience, what I've seen is resentful people attract resentful people. Mm-hmm. So often it's hard to heal from your resentment because yeah. people are validating it because they too are resentful about something and they know, you know, deep down it's toxic. So I feel like people, you find community in that resentment and then that's when it's really hard to move on is because you're finding other people affirming you when you know deep down it's toxic. They know it's yep. toxic, but that's when people... I don't know, band together in their toxicity. <laughs> That's common with any yeah. kind of toxic Is it misery behavior. loves company? Is that the yeah, yeah, yeah. thing? Yeah. But anyway, I say that to say, like, if you're in that stage and you're like, well, but all these people say, it's probably because they're also carrying similar baggage, yeah. right? So it's just something to be aware of. Yeah. So zero guilt. Yeah. Zero. I hope you feel no guilt or shame over this. But if you recognize you're stuck in stage two, maybe it's time to get mm-hmm. some help mm-hmm. to kind of help move you into that stage three and four. The other thing I would say is, uh, in wrapping this up, is I know that this is a really tough time of year for people, mm-hmm. uh, especially those of you who are having experienced a new change, right? This is maybe your first Christmas season uh, with your new change, and things are different. They don't feel the same. We talked about this last week, but this time of year more never, there is something inside of us that wants to reach back to the past, and we want things to be the same, to be the way they've always mm-hmm. been, to mm-hmm. carry forth those traditions. So I know this can be a, a difficult time, and um, I hope for you, I read this quote this week, uh, and I, I couldn't find it, so I don't know exactly what the quote was, but I saw it on Instagram, and it, it basically said this, loneliness is not the physical absence of other people. It's kind of that sense that no one sees you mm-hmm. or understands you. Mm-hmm. So you could, you know, you, you can, can be in a room full of people and still feel really lonely. And so, um, what I would say to you is, while we may not be physically with you, I hope this makes you feel seen. I hope that that you understand that um, we kind of know the realities of change. We've been through change. We're in the middle of some new change right now, right? Um, and that we see you. And I, I hope this just makes you feel a little more understood where you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. This is normal. I see where I'm at in 
mm-hmm. the progression of change. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And there is. There is there is light and there is hope at the end of that tunnel. And so we hope if uh, you're you're in a season of change right now, which is a you know, difficult during this holiday season, that you know that you're not alone. And uh, we're for you. You're going to get through this. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And new, while we often don't like it, it it is life. And it is where growth happens. Mm-hmm. And so in a, in a weird way, I'm excited to see what might happen in your life on the other side of that change. So good. I hate change. <laughs> Yes, this you is did. so good. Yes, no, I did. needed that. I, I think it's so nice to have those practical steps. Speaking of practical steps, goal getter, just a reminder if you guys are interested, yep. um, check out the website, thegoalgettercourse.com. Um, that'll tell you a lot more than we told you. Um, if you have questions, reach out to us. There's forms for that too. Um, and next week, we're doing a um, Christmas episode. Yes. I don't know what that means. I don't either. No, maybe, yes, you do. Maybe some Christmas attire. Definitely Christmas PJs for sure. But yes. people listening on the podcast don't care. And so. hot cocoa? No. Because do have, you know how annoying we, that is when you're like on a mic and you're like That's you. That you have noises. No, it isn't. I do have I have a auditory like <laughs> sensitivity to people chewing and sipping on things. If, but in, in other words, if no I want to eat a chip, that. we've talked about this. Oh one. god. I have to go into like uh, the it's chip, not just a chip. Like, chip never mind. I'm, not like even a going, I'm not even room. going into it. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into it. I'm way too passionate about it. But anyways, next week we'll have a Christmas episode. Uh, that'll be, you know, the week of Christmas. Oh my gosh. So you can listen to it it's like crazy. while you're driving places maybe. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited. Awesome. Woo-hoo. I can't wait. Merry Christmas. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you next week.